Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. It's the JT and Looney Podcast, episode 138. Powered by our friends at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, college football, touchdown USC, every league. Uh, Major League Baseball, the NFL, you know what the leagues are. NBA, NHL, UFC, CIA, BBC, BB King and Doris Day. Dig it! Dig it! Even golf! Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, futures. Head to Bet Online as soon as you can, right after this podcast. Head to Bet Online. You can use your phone or your, your personal PC. And just for being friends with JT and Looney, you get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. But you have to use our new promo code, Believe, B-L-E-A-V, 50. That's Believe as in the Believe Radio Network. It's B-L-E-A-V, 50. B-L-E-A-V, 50. And get your 50% welcome bonus. That's Bet Online, our proud sponsor. Or maybe they're ashamed. But they are our sponsor. Bet online where the game starts. And now the podcast starts. Damn it. I don't usually get all that excited over the baseball trades. Although I, I do believe your Yankees got rid of some dead weight. You're probably very happy yeah. about it. Joey, Joey Gallo went to the Dodgers. You can you can take your bicycle to the Dodger game. You can watch Joey Gallo. He'll give you a breeze on a oh, day where no. I know you have air conditioning, but the breeze will come right into the Looney Mansion. And we already have Max Muncy that strikes out just as well as Joey. <laughs> so I don't know why we need two Max Muncy's, but I guess now we have two. And Juan Soto, which I got part of the deal right there. I'm getting just obliterated because I threw Fernando Tatis, who my source told me would be a part of a deal. Like they want to move Tatis in that monster $300 million contract because they can't afford. Oh, so that that's, that's the asterisk. You got it right. Yeah, I got the asterisk. That he, yeah. that he was going to go to the Padres, but they still want to nail you on the fact that you only oh, got that's a great. Right. that's a great oh. thing you're saying. They're getting me the, the radio host in San Diego that has like 18 listeners, you know, is, is like mm-hmm. controlling me now and saying I'm a failure and all that. But that's what happens when you have a blue check mark. You know, when you get a blue right. check mark, that could happen to you if you Your don't get job it. is to Perfect. give opinions, and, you, and people can't wait for you to be wrong. I'm surprised a talk show host would take you on because talk show hosts also have, are right four times before they uh, get done turning off their microphone. So that's, you know, you understand if Internet High School is going to come after you, but you don't expect it from another talk well, show. Well, that's, that's the, how the business has changed since you and I got into it now. Now there are people that get their name. In the business by going after others who have been doing it longer or right. or do that, or, yeah, which right. is fair, which is fair. I have no problem with that. We'll see what happens. I'll stand by the fact that I was the first to have Soto before Jeff Passan, Bob Nightingale, everybody. I had it July 25th. I just, if I would have left off Fernando Tatis, I hear is leaving. If I just would have left off those 39 characters or whatever it was, I'd be a fucking genius tonight. Yeah. I, I have a statue, a, a Twitter statue. At Petco Park, but we'll see how it plays out. But yeah, baseball trade deadline as we we do the podcast here, and we'll we'll review that at a later date. If if one of these players or several of these players end up helping a team win a championship, and that's what the trade deadline's about: buying and selling. The sellers are out of it; they're putting up the white flag, and the buyers think they have a chance to win. And for fans of the JT and Looney podcast, I want to uh, go to the departments of corrections and retractions. 
And that is, at a later date, we're not going to go over the baseball trades. Yes. I apologize for trying to trick our audience. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm used to tricking people on live right. radio for the consultants because you have to tease who's coming up next. God forbid people just right. listen. Gonna, we, we were taught to just do great radio. Now the consultants are saying, tease ahead because... If you don't, they might leave you. Like, ooh, they're going to leave me if I don't. Say, coming up next is baseball insider Scott Miller. And I tease <laughs> yeah, right. and say yep. what he knows about that. But, you know, trade deadline's great, but we wanted to jump on the podcast to talk about Deshaun Watson. Yep. And the six-game suspension, which I think is pathetic. It's a joke. I think it's a slap in the face to women. I think it's a slap in the face to the female fans of the NFL. I always said he would get a year. I thought he would get a year, and as we record this podcast, as Judge Robinson talked about his predatory habits, she admitted he, Deshaun Watson, lied to her, the judge, so you're getting ready for her to just come down with the hammer. She goes, oh, nothing, six games, because she didn't want to set a precedent that the league now can come in with these really hard decisions, indefinite suspensions and all that, and my big takeaway was that it was a non-violent sexual offense. So now we have a definition right? what a non-violent sexual offense is. Sexual offense is holding a woman against her will, physically putting your hands on them. Now if you do something mentally to them, if you humiliate them, if you do something lewd and crude, which we all know what he was doing in those massages, right. it's games. It's not eight, twelve. It's not a year. Yeah, and I think some of the difficult parts were there that it was a massage. I think that's part of the uh, the problem. Although it's obvious that he was. Can you have a problem with my microphone right now, or oh, I am only hearing that in my headphones? Yeah, it doesn't sound as usually as good as it does. Yeah. Okay. I thought so. Okay. So uh, I got a little staticky too. A yeah. Little staticky I thought there. so. Yeah, I thought that that's what I was hearing too, and I'm not quite. Hang on. One, let me try this one thing. Yep. I did have a fan going. I don't know if that's going to help it or not. Uh, I do think, well, one thing that's surprising is that it's a female judge, but then again, judges are supposed to be blind, and they're not supposed to even influence, their gender is not supposed to influence their decision, so that's actually quite impressive on her part. I think maybe is she supposed to just make her decision independently? In the back of her mind, does she know the commissioner could come in and change it? Yes, she does. Uh, I think. Well, let me stop you. I think she gave enough ammo to the commissioner in her decision, uh, and she only went six games. I give her a lot of respect. She was brought in a retired judge to do this. She did her job. Right. She's very diligent. Did, it took a long time for her to come with this decision. And they're not supposed to listen to the mob. Yeah, and no. she set it up that if the commissioner wants to come in and say, this is too weak of a decision, with all due respect, you gave us enough information in your decision where we can appeal and we can get them for eight to ten games instead of six or a year. That's what we're waiting on now. The commissioner has time to make that decision by Thursday. We'll see what, if it happens. Do you think that, not what you hope, but do you think maybe he'll let it go so we stop talking about it? Great question. It really is the nature of this yeah. podcast. No. I think it's too important for Roger Goodell to show that he cares about this demographic. He cares about this group of fans, all fans. And to step up here for the first time now to have this judge independently come in was the union wanted that. The union did not want Roger Goodell to remain judge and jury. They wanted to have some type of feature as they collectively bargained this 
So there would be another eyes on this. There'd be more eyes on this, and they could have a decision from this Judge Robinson. But the commissioner has the ultimate gavel to come back in again and right. say, we appreciate all this. And I think he needs to do it because the options are pretty simple. Number one, he leaves it at six games because he's got to deal with Stephen Ross in Miami, who's suspended now. He's got to deal with the situation in the Brian Flores lawsuit, which is a really big topic as we record the podcast because they were tampering with Tom Brady. They were tampering in Miami to get Tom Brady, not only when he was with Tampa Bay, but before that with New England. So the commissioner came down on that ruling. He's got a lot happening. He's got the Gruden emails. He's got Daniel Snyder. There's a lot of things happening. So he can, he can leave it alone and move on, or he can come back and say, we're just going to add on a little bit more to prove that I'm here, I still have the authority, and I'm going to pr- pr- show you my muscles and add two more games. And I'll, I'll bet that's what he does. Did you notice every time there's something sleazy going on, Tom Brady's involved, but somehow he gets away unscathed. How come Tom Brady doesn't get any, any, any type of punishment here? Because it's similar, and I don't want to get too dramatic. We've been talking about these mafia movies lately. Right. And the mafia movie stars that have passed away, Ray Liotta, Paul Servino, oh. Paulie Walnuts, all the people that have passed away. And in those movies where they have the RICO Act, and they're able to track you down because it used to be you had to get the mafia boss. You had to get him. Yep. Oh, then with the RICO acts, you can go lower, lower, lower. And you can give, you can get all those captains and lieutenants to give up the mafia king. Well, the king here is Tom Brady. He has an agent in Don Yee, and he has a lot of people. Alex Guerrero, the guy who trains um, the ball boy who deflated the balls. Remember the ball boy? Yep. who defl- Brady didn't deflate a ball. Brady didn't take the ball and take air out of it. Someone else did. And someone else was tampering to try to get Tom. Now, you make a good point. What Tom could have did as soon as it started is say, no, 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 I, I am, you're tampering with me. I'm going to rat you out. And Tom didn't do that, and he just played dumb along the way, and he'll continue to do that. He always has done that very, very well. He, he doesn't know anything about anything. If you'll recall his most famous quote during Deflategate, I don't know anything oh, okay. about anything. The leader of the New England Patriots, a quarterback who knows everything about everything and watches tape all day and all night, didn't know anything about anything. Yeah, he, boy, he's a slippery character. Oh, he wanted to go to Miami. Let's make this point. Yeah. Let's make this point. Oh, Miami He wanted to go to Miami. Again. Oh. He's, building, he's building one of the great mansions in the history of Miami, which is El Bunchen. So they're living there. They're going to live the rest of their life, not outside Foxborough, not in California, They're going to live in Miami, and the wheels were in motion, I believe, back in the day. Now, that's why Brady has Donya as a super agent. That's why Brady has handlers. That's why there's a PR person in Tampa, in New England, and people can't get close to him. Reporters can't get close to him. And you don't get in as much trouble. Lamar Jackson should notice that. Yeah, absolutely. This is what happens. But they tampered, so Stephen Ross is getting a small fine, $1.5 million for a guy's worth billions. But he's out of the league. He can't associate with the league until October 17th, which is another curious event that happened earlier today. They suspend the guy. They took away a first-round pick. A first-round pick. That's a big deal next year. And they take away a third-round pick the year after. That's a big deal because they got caught for tampering. But with Goodell's decision, it freed up Stephen Ross because – Stephen Ross didn't tank the games. Remember Brian Flores said they were losing? Right. He wanted to lose on purpose. 
Goodell came in and dropped a hammer on the owner, but he didn't drop the ultimate hammer on him, saying that you truly did try to tank games. That is conduct detrimental to the league. That is an integrity issue. You must sell the team. Yeah, so and Stephen you know, Ross is barely hanging on. The fans want him out after this one, Tom, because they're losing the draft pick. Picks. Roger Goodell is, you know, as, as, you talk, as you're saying, worried about demographics and wants to keep the women in the room. And I did get this text from a woman I know, and he, it was after the Dolphins owner suspended. She sends me the headline. She said he should have sexually assaulted somebody. Might have been more economical. Yeah, so you're was, hearing, you're hearing a, a lot of people. You're hearing a lot of people use that now. What they're doing is. Oh, did she steal that? You think she might have you know, Everybody needs to be cute now. So even if you. So okay. Stephen Ross gets a suspension like Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun Watson, what he did, I think, was awful. What Stephen Ross did as an owner is awful. And we want to compare everything. We want to compare gambling fines now to a player. We want to compare. Josh Gordon, who I think it was 25 games, a total 20-plus games because of marijuana. That looks really tiny right yeah. now compared to this. Oh, yeah. I mean, the false equivalencies, right. Or going back in history when we didn't do it right, and they didn't do it right to Josh Gordon. They didn't do Reggie Bush right. <laughs> look at Penn State. Look at Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush got his parents a deal on rent, and they took away his Heisman Trophy. And then we look back at that and go, ooh, that was a little bit overboard compared to what happened at Penn State and other places. So you're right, and we got to be careful sometimes about looking back at the unfairness and judging it by modern times when hopefully we're always evolving and getting better. But you made a really good point. I want to stay with this about Brady. This is another Brady yeah. potential scandal that doesn't touch Brady. This is a scandal. An NFL owner, a multi-billionaire who's directly connected to Michigan, He's the number one benefactor of Michigan football, Stephen Ross. Buildings named after him. Who's the greatest quarterback now in the world? Tom Brady. Where'd he go? Michigan. He was trying to get him because the coaching staff missed. Stephen Ross is pissed that they went with two instead of Justin Herbert. I get it. I'd be pissed too. Justin Herbert was yep. right there. They missed him, and they went uh, before that, and they went with Tua. Well, what reportedly happened was Stephen Ross said, okay, now we can get Brady. This is how we're going to get Brady. It's tampering. He knew this. The people underneath him knew this. Brian Flores was aware of this because he came from the Patriot tree, a Bill Belichick, before he got that job. Mm -hmm. And Brian uh, Flores spoke up about it and really got the owner now in trouble. But it's still not enough to exonerate Brian Flores and prove that the owner knew about tanking games. And that's the big thing that Brian Flores was going in this racially discrimination lawsuit, and he didn't get what he wanted. Yeah, it was, uh, it's, all, it's all really ugly, and it doesn't even need to be. The, uh, the league is doing really fine. The teams are doing really fine. I mean, it is nice to see an owner who really wants to go all out and, uh, and try to get the best players. Tanking isn't going all out, but trying to get the best players is. So you're, it, it's, it's good to see that. Yeah, it's one of those things where I, it, it, it's, uh, you got to be happy, at least if you're a Dolphins fan. Uh, one thing about Stephen Ross is that he, that he was trying to get at, go after Tom Brady. They, yeah. haven't ha they haven't had any glory years since Dan Marino left. And those, you know, they didn't, even with Dan Marino, they weren't going anywhere. They couldn't get past Steve Grogan, or was it Tony Eason? <laughs> to get into the Super Bowl. So uh, they've had some law. I mean, they've been longing for the days of the Shula Dolphins since the 70s, and they haven't been able to get them. Well, anybody who wants to win fans like that. You know, but if you get caught, yeah. 
cheating and tampering is cheating and you lose a first-round draft pick, the fans are going to be really upset about this. And one of the things I've noticed over the years, big topic for us, is that if you're going to own a team, I mean, you're worth billions of dollars because your team is worth billions. And that's just one of the things. Maybe it's the only thing you own. But I'll give you James Dolan, who owns Madison Square Garden, the Knicks, and the Rangers. He's hated. So yeah. when he, and he's a musician, so he plays live gigs in New York. And the fans boo him. And when they see him at events, they boo him. So he, he's got to have a shield up. It's got to be a way that some of these guys say to themselves, and you could say this the same thing about a president. Half the country doesn't dislike the president. They right. hate him on either side of the party. You have to have the ability to cut that off. And when Stephen Ross now owns the Dolphins, these Dolphin fans despise him today. And he's worth billions upon billions. Now he's not allowed to be with the team. He's not allowed to go to the facility. He's not allowed to be at the team owner league meetings. And now when he shows up in public, the fans are going to boo him. And that hurts. And I really think that hurts Robert Kraft when he went to the massage parlor nothing ended up happening other than the fact that he's been on hold for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I'm going to the Hall of Fame tomorrow to be there on behalf of someone who's dead, Cliff Branch, who should be alive. He passed away. Well, Robert Kraft isn't getting any younger, Tom. And the reason they're putting him on hold was his behavior with a masseuse in Jupiter, Florida, or they would have fast-forwarded him into Canton, Ohio. Oh, are you kidding me? That's all we ever see on television. Robert Kraft, another shot of Robert Kraft, another shot of Robert Kraft. Oh, and Jim Nance, oh, there's Robert Kraft. And the, and the play-by-play guys, how many times a game when the Patriots play do we have to look at Robert Kraft? A lot of other teams, you can't name the owners. Boy, you can name the owner of the New England Patriots because they shove them down our throat. And he won six Super Bowls, and he turned it around. Yep. And they've done great, and he's done well with real estate around there, but... You know, you're hitting everything that's happening this week for our audience about the union, the NFLPA, the Players Association, and the owners. The union is saying, we want to be treated the same way you treat the owners. If you're going to give the owners a free pass on all this, be more lenient on us. That's really the root of this conversation. Well, yeah, because it was owner, massage parlor, player, massage, you know, so the word massage is in there. Uh, but was, but uh, there wasn't there wasn't 24 cases of sexual. Oh assault. yeah, you know, there are other. Yeah, it, it's only an equivalency in the, the that it was sort of the same profession. Although yeah. mis, although a professional athlete needs a different kind of massage than Robert Kraft was getting. Wink, wink. And that's not the kind of massage that the people that they were giving to Sean Watson thought that they were giving. And so that's the big difference. And, and when we talk, do we get back down to this nonviolent sexual assault? Right. I had a female caller call into the show. And then Mina Kimes, I got to give her a lot of credit. Mina Kimes from ESPN said something really important in regards to this decision because the judge pretty much said in her discussion that she, she, she was lied to, these predatory habits, what he physically did. And again, it's a it's a podcast ejaculating on these women. Some of the things he did, that is mental assault. Mentally, there were some of the women involved in this. And right. I'm not saying all of them. But let's just say there right. were a handful that came out of those massages, and they are changed forever. They have mental issues. They're scared to do their job again. They're emotionally harmed. And that's six games. Whereas if he would have got up and put his hands and violently accosted this, he would have been charged criminally, which he wasn't. 
the grand jury didn't charge him. And once the grand jury didn't charge him twice in Houston, Rusty Harden played this out beautifully. And then it just came down to civil lawsuits. And they're settling, 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 settling. And then the judge sees all these settlings. The league sees that. League probably told him to settle. Right. Settle. We want to move on from this. And now we only get six games, Tom. Now, a lot of times, too, uh, other people around you settle even if they don't, even if you don't, they don't have your permission. People maybe you're insured with, et cetera. Michael Jackson's first lawsuit, he wanted to fight it tooth and nail. Sony said, no, you own our catalog. We don't want this kid owning our catalog. They settled. Uh, and uh, against his fight. So a lot of times, even the per- didn't seem to me like Deshaun Watson wanted to settle early on, but he was probably talked into it by people he was insured with, et cetera, and maybe a commissioner. And I do want to dovetail here for a second or pivot, as we say in the broadcast business, to you. You just mentioned this in passing, but not everyone gets to say this in a sentence. You said in a sentence, I'm going to Canton tomorrow. Okay. Tell us about that. You're going to Canton. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to Canton. I I was asked, again, nicely by the family and the Raiders to emcee the Hall of Fame party for Cliff Branch. So I've done the last three big ones. I I did Ken Stabler, Tom Flores, and now I get the chance to do Cliff, hold the microphone, be in the room, and basically just let other people talk. Right. It's the gold jackets, the family in doing this. And this one's big because Mark Davis. You just move. You, you just move things along, like yeah. Dean, like Dean Martin did at the Rose. Yeah, we just yes, move it along. Everybody keep moving, All keep right. it going, but let the party go. Cliff passed away unexpectedly. He died at a, a couple of years ago. He died at a autograph signing oh, in Arizona, God. back in his hotel room because he worked his ass off to sign autographs. He really did. I mean, he'd sign at a Walmart. He'd sign at a grocery store. He signed at the big card shows. But he was never able to do the one thing that I wanted to see him do. And that two things, get into the Hall of Fame and have his party. And most importantly, too, sign everything H-O-F. The right. H-O-F is a big thing in memorabilia. So Tom Brady's got all of these pieces that are out there. He doesn't sign much. And it's two-time Super Bowl champ, then four-time, then six-time. And then he has to take all those six times and go seven times because of the Buccaneers, right? Right. But all those helmets will not be worth anything compared to when he signs seven-time Super Bowl champ HOF. The HOF is the key. Hall of Fame. And you can't sign it until you get in the Hall of Fame. And Cliff, I wish you would have got in. So I'm going to go there. The Raiders are playing Thursday night, the Jaguars. No one will play. It's one of those exhibition games. And then that Saturday night, Saturday will be the induction, and then Saturday night we'll roll to this party, which is going to be the biggest party the Raiders ever threw, ever, because of the resources they're putting behind this. There's a Mark Davis's best friend, and I can't talk about what I know, but when I come back on the next podcast, I will. Ooh. It's that good. It, there's, there's some things happening here that I think when the Internet sees it on Saturday night, they're going to look and go, what? So that's what's brewing there. And I get another chance to go to Canton, Ohio, which is wow. a really cool place to go. Hot, sticky, muggy, sweating, but then to see the Hall of Fame. Have you ever seen the bust of Night yeah. Train Lane? I have, because it's wow. in the bust hall. Where John Madden's famous term was wow. when they turn the lights off at night, all the busts start talking to one another. Right. Yeah. That was John That was John Madden, by the way, who right. said that. Oh, and wow. that'll be a nice fun part here. And you know, last thing on this, because it's about Cliff. 
Well, last year I had a chance to do it with Tom Flores, and they made Tom Flores wait until yeah. he was 83. And Tom Flores showed up in a wheelchair. And he, he garnered enough strength on the podium at the Hall of Fame to get out of his wheelchair and stand at the podium and give a speech. And then when the speech was over, he sat in his wheelchair. And he was in his wheelchair the entire party. So I interviewed Coach Flores this week, and he told me on the air that he's not going back. I said, what's going on? Well, he had a hip replacement surgery. He had a setback with his health. Okay. And God damn it, they made that guy wait. And now the first year as he is a Hall of Famer, not about to be one, he is a Hall of Famer, and he could go back and sit with all of them he can't attend because he's not healthy enough to do it. So it comes down to this. When they're Hall of Famers, let them in. Don't make them wait eight years. They can die in year seven. Don't make them wait until their 60s when oh. they have a touch of gray. Or their grandchildren. Their Kenny Stabler's grandchildren. Not his children. Grandchildren. Had to, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, and so that's fun. That's a pilgrimage. And I, I told this story as we wrapped this up. Last year, I brought my wife. She came with me, and we went together as a couple. And I'll never forget, it's, Canton's hard to get to. It really is. It's a right. pain. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like getting same to thing as Cooperstown. <laughs> or Elmira, where you're from. It's not easy. No, it's not. And I was driving away with my wife. I'll, I'll never forget this. I said to her, I go, I'm good. She goes, what do you mean? I go, I'm good. If I don't come back here again, I hope I come back again. But I didn't because they left Cliff Branch out. They left them out of that class with Flores, right. which was devastating to Cliff and the Branch family. And before that, and uh, we pulled away, and I said, yeah. I go, no matter what happens, if I don't come back and there's not a Raider getting in or someone that I really care about, I think I've, I've left everything here. I've been there six times. I've made friends. I've celebrated. And now I'm back. I'm going back again this year for a guy I was closer to and I've even been closer with than Tom Flores. So I'm going in there with a heavy heart, really excited, honored that the Raiders are letting me do this and hopefully have some good stories for next week's podcast. Thank you for listening to all 44 minutes and 14 seconds of the JT and Looney podcast. I know you may be saying, was it really 44 minutes and 14 seconds? Yes, it was. But the Secret Service deleted 18 minutes of the podcast. And that's all I can say about it. Oh, oh but I do need to say that uh, the JT and Looney podcast is powered by Bet Online, where the game starts. I contractually I do need to say that but with the secret service stuff I can't I can't talk about that thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.